Yeah, well, good morning, church. Um, I just have a few minutes, so can you take about 15 minutes? All right. Thank you for that one yes. <laughs> Thank you, Angie. Um, <clears throat> praise the Lord. Let me pray. Dive in. Father, I humble myself before you. I recognize that in and of myself, I have nothing good to say. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak through me and give to your people here today what they need. I pray and bless all those that are watching online. And Lord, that you would minister to their hearts, speak to them. Even now, Holy Spirit, come into their place where they're at. Surround them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we just have a few minutes and <clears throat> this is the 17th week on our series on the armor of God. I told you it'd be a long time. And actually, this could run out for 25 weeks, but we're not going to do that. <clears throat> so I've chopped, and, and I'm a chop right now a lot because I think we need to transition with something next week. So uh, I want to talk to you about the lance of prayer. And uh, Ephesians, our text, Ephesians 6, uh, uh, 618 is our text. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. You know, today is Pentecost Sunday. <laughs> How many remember Arlene Johnson, dear Arlene? She is a prayer warrior here, and every Pentecost Sunday, whether I remembered it or not, she would go, Pastor Mike, it's Pentecost Sunday. And, and I would just like, wow, that's right, I forgot, I'm sorry. And uh, she would remind me, and you know, I can even see her now. She's probably looking down on us this Pentecost Sunday from heaven, and and uh, we know that Pentecost is a movable feast, which was celebrated on the 50th day from Easter Sunday. And it commemorates the descent of the Holy Spirit on the apostles, 120 in the upper room. And uh, while they were in Jerusalem celebrating the Feast of Weeks, and it's described in Acts chapter 2 and uh, the outpouring. And so I just find it interesting that as we bring this series to a conclusion that it's on Pentecost Sunday, and how I remember last year on Pentecost Sunday, we we're all in lockdown, but I said, you know what, Pentecost Sunday, we're going to meet. And so we have met, and we have not stopped meeting in person since last year, Pentecost Sunday. And I find it interesting that for a whole year, and then, you know, meeting, and then the beginning of this year, touching on the armor of God and the importance of that and how we end and conclude on that now. So yes, obviously there's a lot more to talk about uh, with that, but we're just gonna uh, uh, condense everything here this morning and you can, you can grab a hold of this here. So last week we talked at the sword of the spirit. Uh, uh, we said this sword of spirit is a supernatural spiritual weapon that renders the devil powerless. Without getting into all of that, we talked about a rhema word and, and uh, with that sword, we have a powerful weapon that attacks the enemy without it. We only have a plastic sword. <laughs> I was looking for this last week. Thank you, Curtis. <laughs> um, and without that word in our mouth, without having that, 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 that word in our heart, how many of you know that we are no match for the devil on our own? And so when we try to, on our own, in our own strength, attack the enemy, what happens? Right? Someone clean it up later. I apologize for that ricochet. <laughs> but we're, we're, no, we're no match for the devil. Come on, right? But with that word in our mouth, as we saw that Jesus, when he dealt with the enemy, he said, it is written. 
It is written in that stop the enemy. How many with me say amen? So I urge you, open your heart. Let the Holy Spirit give that word to you, whatever that specific scripture is that, that, that becomes a sword in your mouth. Amen? Ephesians 6.18, going back to our text. And it says this, that with all prayer and petition, pray with specific requests. Um, Paul says that we are to pray in the Spirit on all occasions, and he talks about all kinds of prayer. You know, a number of commentators, when you dig into this, they'll say that they stop short of the complete armor. They, they, they talk about, uh, you know, the helmet, the breastplate, shoes, shield, sword, everything we talked about, the belt. And then there's the lance that the Roman soldiers did have. It was part of their armament. And how many know that Paul commanded us to put on the whole armor of God, right? Not just the parts we like. <laughs> I like the faith part, you know, or righteousness or salvation, you know, preach Jesus, the shoes of peace. No, we are to put on the whole armor of God. And so, and so the lance was actually part of the armor that the Roman soldier had. And so, so it wouldn't be possible to put on the whole armor of God if we ignore that part. Isn't that right? How many with me say amen? <laughs> and so even though the lance is not specifically mentioned in Ephesians, uh, by name, uh, it has to be in here somewhere because it was actually part of the Roman armament. And uh, my challenge to, to you all here this morning that it is, prayer is the lance. I said prayer is the lance. The Roman soldier's lance is prayer. Now, uh, I'm going to skip through a lot of this here. You know, the Roman soldiers, they trained before combat 10 to 12 hours a day with the, each of their weapons. That's a lot before they went into battle. So they were fluent with each of their weapons. And so the lance was also a weapon uh, the Roman soldier had. And so Paul, while he's in prison anywhere from 60 to 63 AD, uh, held in prison, uh, awaiting his trial by the emperor, he had Roman soldiers around him constantly. Some commentators say that they were chained to him. So he would be chained all day. And so he's penning uh, this book of Ephesians. And, and uh, so there was different type. He would see armor of the Roman soldiers, and we look, and the Holy Spirit would inspire him, and, and, and that's how he wrote. And so uh, there were different type of lances. Some were shorter, some were longer, some were different type blade types and lengths. And they said that the Macedonians, they used the longest. Some of them were 21 to 24 feet long. Can you imagine trying to hurl that? Insane. And, and so, so they would use lances when enemies would try to attack. Now watch this, getting to the spiritual principle here attack them from a distance. <clears throat> and so there was one, just to pull up just for a visual here, the Roman uh, pilum, a pilum, it was uh, a typical one, a javelin spear, is about six foot long, and it was used for throwing at a distance, and they were very accurate with these. From a distance, they could throw, and they could strike their foes. And, and so, so they could strike the enemy to the ground before they were able to get into a face-to-face -face situation. I want you to think about that in light of the spiritual application today. The Bible talks about this lance, and it equates it, I believe, to prayer. And prayer striking the enemy in close proximity or in a distance. Close proximity or a distance. So there was a whole ranges of these spears. And so Paul, by revelation, he begins to compare these lances to various kinds of prayer. Various kinds of prayer. That's why Paul said praying always. Somebody shout always. Some people look around, they go, how do you pray always, Pastor Mike? Right? I mean, just think about it. I got to do this job. You know, I'm on, I'm, I got this task before me. 
you know, how you, he's really talking about being a posture of prayer at any moment, any given time, actually what it means. The term all prayer, actually in the Greek means with all prayer, with all kinds. Somebody shout all kinds. Well, I thought there was just one prayer. God help me. <laughs> yeah. Lord, rescue me. Or why God? You know, the handful of prayer. No, it says with all kinds of prayer. Some of you write that down in your Bible there in that verse. And so as they move towards the end of this text on spiritual weaponry, he says, pick up this final weapon. Don't forget this final weapon, all right? It's prayer. And so he uses the imagery of different kind of lances to portray different kinds of prayer. Now, I said, what do you mean, Pastor Mike? What, what, what do you mean different kind of prayer? This is just a brief touch and go this morning, okay? Because this here is a whole series. Uh, there's the prayer of faith the Bible talks about. The prayer of faith, Mark chapter 11. 22 to 25, it's where you pray and you speak God's word in that situation. How many know there's the prayer of agreement? Uh, Mark, uh, Matthew 18, 19 says, if any of you agree together as touching, doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be holding hands, but we like to do that, that's fine. And, but as, as you come together and you're at one mind and one spirit and we agree together, we have a situation, we need to pray. Will you agree together with me, brother, sister, or sir, ma'am? How many see that? So prayer of intercession, what is that? Intercede. Intercession means, excuse me, intercession means a person who stands in the gap. Prayer before God or for a people. Ezekiel did that in Ezekiel chapter 22. It prayed on behalf of. You stand on behalf because this individual right here, they can't help themselves. They're in a mess. And so we stand on their behalf and we pray on behalf of that situation. All right? There's the prayer of supplication. Once again, these are all messages, but I am just giving you a brief for the sake of time. A prayer seeking for God's will to make a request to someone or God. King Solomon, he did this prayer of supplication when he dedicated the temple, and he said, let this place be a house. He's, he's, he's praying, and he's declaring those things before the Lord. There's the prayer of petition. Actually, a lot of times, that sometimes is a written thing. Uh, some of you want a spouse. What kind of spouse do you want? Well, he just has to be a guy. He just has to be a girl. Come on. But I was specific, all right, when I prayed. I said, Lord, I want a woman that loves Jesus. Amen. So you could write that down. A woman that loves Jesus. I'm not trying to be funny here, but you got to be specific in your prayer. All right? All right, what else? Uh, I want a tall blonde. Tall blonde. <laughs> Six foot, you know? Uh, you know what I mean? So I was specific, all right? You know, oh, he's crazy. He's nuts. No, I'm not. <laughs> Hallelujah, because you get married and go, yes, I do. Oh, shoot, do I? <laughs> you know what I mean? They got a, a, someone that has a heart for ministry. She's not called to preach, but I'll tell you what, Rhonda does so much work behind the scenes, pastoring, administrating, doing so much here in the church. I couldn't handle it without her. She's amazing, amazing. She didn't tell me to say that. That came by the Spirit. So we're just talking about a formal word in 1 John 5, 15. talks about, you know, petitions to the Lord, formal requests. Using the word is a powerful tool. Habakkuk says this. He said, write the vision on the wall. Right, right. So there's some things maybe in petition, in petition prayer. You have to write out. It's the healing. In Jesus' name, I claim this scripture, Lord, and I just feed on these scriptures of healing. You know, I did a series back just on righteousness, faith, love, and I did one on healing. All healing scriptures. 200 scriptures. I just have music in the background. It's like one of the first things I ever did. I still actually have that. And people would 
call for them all over the country. And uh, I had some people in New England that took them and they would, just, they would just listen for people that were in the hospital, whatever, this healing scriptures. I don't preach, I just read healing scriptures. What is that? That prayer of petition. And how many know we need to have a heart of thanksgiving, right? The Bible says we are commanded to give thanks, to give thanks in, 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 in all things. It doesn't mean that we give thanks for what's happened. Watch this. We give thanks in it. Oh, this tragedy happened, so and so happened. Well, I just thank the Lord. That's nuts. That's, that's, that's crazy. No, God, I thank you in this horrible situation. You're going to turn this thing around. For my good, I can't see it right now. My heart is hurting. It's aching right now. But God, I'm going to trust you that where my tears and sorrow may last the night, but joy will come someday in the morning. I'm trusting you're going to turn it around. So I'm going to thank you, God, now beforehand. It's a bold prayer. That's the only way we can pray in those moments. How many with me say amen? So there are many forms of prayer, and we're instructed by Paul to each use, to use excuse me, each form. Uh, that's why Ephesians 6.18 says, use every kind of prayer. The Amplified Bible says, pray with all manner of prayer, okay? See, a lot of times when you read these things and you don't understand the background to this or, or what uh, the, the apostle's saying, or if you maybe, and I say this in a life-giving way, come from a certain denomination, they don't talk about this stuff. So you read it and you go, well, we don't, we just, you know, <laughs> that praying in the spirit thing, I don't know, I don't really know what that means. So we're just, let's talk about this. Amen. You know, we're going to talk about it. Why is it in there? What is he talking about? Do we need this for today? Yes, we do, more than ever. Pray with all kinds of prayer. Pray with all kinds of prayer that are available for you to use, different variations. So, you know, so Paul has this picture of various lances in his mind as, as he writes about prayer. And here's the thing, no one kind of prayer is better than another, but they, they, they all serve a different purpose. And they're necessary for our life of faith. How many see that say amen? This is a brief touch. Those are all messages. I don't have time to get into all of that. So Paul, he begins at first, he goes in Ephesians 6, 18, and he says, praying always. Always in the Greek is a compound of three words. She's uh, trying to bring some light to that. It is encompassing with the word, embraces everything, includes the smallest, watch this, in the most minute of details. You know, God kills cares about the most smallest and minute details of your life. Kathleen was up here sharing about, on Wednesday, about a plate she wanted, right? Perhaps some of you were here, and it was like, okay, it's a plate, it's blue. And, but she found one, and, and God cared about that. Uh, I remember, oh, I don't have time for this, but I'm going to share it anyways. It was a great illustration. I was doing a fixing, I like fixing things. <clears throat> I like them to stay fixed, but they don't always. But I fixed up, someone, someone had this little motorcycle that was in a box. It was a Honda 100 uh, XL or something like that. It was a, Maybe XR. It was way back when. And it was in a box, so I put it all together, and I knew it would matter. The timing changed. Just bear with me, ladies. It jumped. It couldn't run. I got it timed right. But it had everything good to go, but it had no muffler. So you can't run it without that. And so I was just like praying about it. And so I was very specific. I said, Lord, I prayed. I said, and this was dated. This was like a 1978 or 76. And I was like, where's the parts for that? So I went online, some of that, and it was like $500 for this month. I'm like, this is nuts. The bike's not even worth 200 bucks, you know? And so we're in Morris. At one time, there was a Honda dealer in Morris. Some of you remember that it was in the car dealership. It was a Honda motorcycle dealership. So I was with my father along when I started and moved out here. And I, 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 I went in there and I saw the old Honda sign, but they shut the place down. 
and they, you know, getting rid of everything. And so I went in there, and, and okay, so, so I have this part, and I had the part number, and I'm like, hey, did you guys have motorcycle parts in here? And he goes, yeah, yeah, we used to have. And I was like, you know, would anyone happen to have this muffler for this? He goes, oh, there's some stuff back there. There's not much. He walks, this is the honest to God truth. He walks back there, and there's a muffler he pulls off the shelf, brand new Honda muffler, and comes out. He goes, I don't believe this, but... This thing was $350. I said, will you take 50 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> God cares about the minute details of your life. I drove that thing, and the guy who gave me the motorcycle was like, you'll never get that thing going. I drove it to work for three months. <laughs> Hallelujah, amen. <clears throat> so he cares about it. What does this mean? Praying always, praying always. At every opportunity, every time you get a chance, at every season, at each and every possible moment, Prayer is just really, it's an, it's, it's an attitude in our minds, in our hearts. And he's saying that whenever there's an opportunity, no matter what, whatever you're doing, if you're in the garage, if you're driving every season, every possible moment, seize that time to pray. Spirit of God drops something on your spirit about somebody or whatever, and you're thinking about them. Just don't go brush that off and go, yeah, no, I was just thinking about them. I don't know why I was thinking about them. Oh, let's move on. No, seize that moment. Pray, Lord, I don't know what they're going through at that moment. I pray for them. Lord, help them, strengthen them, strengthen them. Now, here's a big thing. I'm going to end with this right here. It says, pray always in the Spirit. Somebody shout in the Spirit. And a lot of people, they just ignore this. They go by, well, in the Spirit. Well, how do you know in your spirit? Well, I'm happy today. I must be in the Spirit. Or I feel real spiritual today. Some of you don't. <laughs> You're not in the Spirit today. No, 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 it's not. Praying the Spirit is mentioned numerous times in the Scripture, but I want you to grab a hold of this, and this is a very brief, because this is a whole message. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, so what shall I do? I will. Somebody shout, I will. Praying in the Spirit is attached to your will. It isn't just, oh, the Holy Spirit came upon me. I had no control. The Spirit moved me, so I had no control. Well, he can do that, but no. Paul says, I will pray with my Spirit. Then he goes on, I will also pray with my mind. So intellectual assent in mind is different than what he's saying here about praying the Spirit, right? Come on, is this, is, I mean, I'm not trying to pull a rabbit out of a hat. He's saying there's one thing when you can pray with your understanding. How many of you are fluent more than one language? Most, okay, we're looking for someone that can also interpret in Spanish. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> But, but it, it, you know, you would pray. So with your mind, if you had a couple of languages you knew, in your mind you could pray that. He's saying there's a prayer in the spirit, but there's also a prayer in the mind. He said, I will also sing with my spirit. Uh, what does that sound like? Uh, but I will also sing with my mind. How many of you know this morning we sang with our mind? And we also sang with our spirit, some of us. But we sang with our mind. But you, dear friends, in Jude, verse 20, it's only one, one chapter. But you, dear friends, build yourself up in your most holy faith by what? Praying, uh, King James says, in the Holy Ghost. That's scary to some people, a ghost is scary. It's the Holy Spirit, nothing to be afraid of. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, who's here this morning. He is here this morning. He's lighting upon people. Build yourself up, build yourself up. So if you want to be built up, you pray in the Spirit, but I don't know what that means. And our text here in Ephesians 6, 18 also says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions. So what does it mean to pray in the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit? Uh, the word translated praying can have several different meanings. It can mean by means of, with the help of, in the sphere of, or in connection to. 
Now, some would say, there are denominations that praying the Spirit is praying according to the Spirit's leading. Okay. It is praying for things that the Spirit leads us to pray. Wonderful. I'll accept that. But how? <laughs> well, let me just throw out what I believe in Romans chapter 8, and a number of people here in verse 26 tells us in that same way. It says, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. How many have ever feel just weak, you don't know what to say? I'm a pastor, and there's times, oh God, I don't know how to pray in this moment, right? I need some type of prayer to be able to pray, to pray perfectly, to pray the right prayer, not to pray something that's off course, but to pray directly in that situation, all right? And so it says, we do not know what we ought to pray, before, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us, watch this, with groans that words cannot express. Hmm, Things that make you go, hmm, right? What is that, Pastor Mike? I like how it says an amplified. In the same way, the Holy Spirit comes to us and helps us. There's a whole message on, he helps us. I said, he helps us. In our weaknesses, we do not know what prayer to offer. There again, there's that multiple types of prayer. We don't know what prayer to offer at that time as we should saying that there is a right prayer for that. But the Spirit himself knows our need, thank God for that, and at the right time, when? Intercedes on our behalf with what? Sighs and groanings too deep for words. What does that mean? Is it just, oh, no, that can be a prayer. It could be a frustration too. Boy, he's really irritating me. <sighs> no, she is, right? What is this? What is this? What is he talking about? Stand with me if you would, please, because we're going to conclude. But I'm going to just leave this with you, and we're going we're gonna to run today. <laughs> I believe it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I believe that this is the evidence of speaking in tongues, uh, and, and, and that this is the outpouring of the Spirit of God on the believer that happened Pentecost Sunday, 2,000 years ago. What an amazing day today. Did you hear that? Pentecost Sunday. Some of you have been seeking, some of you have been striving, some of you have been wondering, and, and that's good. That's a hunger. The Spirit of God, for you to hunger and thirst for the baptism of the Holy Spirit is Jesus. It is the presence of God. It is the Holy Spirit. But the problem is, is that it requires, watch this, there's a requirement. Here it is, a desire and a willingness. No desire, no willingness, no tongues. I remember I was in Russia and Ukraine, and then we had some crusades back in the early 90s, and we were, were left Russia, and then we went down to Ukraine, and I don't know, there was hundreds of people that were in this auditorium, and it was cold, and, and so the missionary was there with Peter Mel, dear friend, uh, we, he said, like, well, we're going to pray for people for the baptism. Just threw it out there. There was five, 700 people out there, and this is like being interpreted from English to Russian, and it even was some Romanian, another interpreter. So we threw it out there. 75 people said, we want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, come forward. We didn't pray for them to receive it. We just gave them a book, white tongues, just a little bit of information in their language. Go home, come back the next night, we told, come back to pray. And so the missionary's telling me this. I'm like, how is this going to work? Okay, I'm speaking in English. Come on, somebody. It's being interpreted in Russian and then in Ukrainian, that dialect, and then in Romanian from some other people. How are these people going to receive? He goes, Spirit of God, remove. You'll be fine. So I'm doing it. He goes, yeah, you pray for them. <laughs> Wonderful. 
was back in the 90s. So I'm like, okay, young kid. I'm like, all right, line up here. I was bold, gave the words, read it, prayed, and went through, laid hands on each of them. Out of the 75, 73 of them were filled just like that. Started praying in tongues and worshiping God, weeping. Somebody fell on their knees. I'm like, what is going on here? Two of them did not. And they came up and they started arguing with me how it's not for today. It's got to be a desire and a willingness. Well, I don't want to associate with that. Listen, there have been the nuttiest, craziest things done in the name of the Holy Spirit. That was not the Holy Spirit. Please know that. Crazy stuff. I mean, there's stuff out there even today. They're just people, people get excited. How many of you know people can act? They can just act strange. Well, the Holy Spirit is a phenomenon. It's a person, right? And how it comes upon people, it, it, it affects people different ways. And so I'm not going to judge that. Amen? I'm just going to say, well, I'm going to trust the Lord in that situation. But it doesn't possess you. Paul said, I will. And some of you have been really resistant to this because you want to be shown and known as a person that's astute, that's an intellectual, that you're solid in your faith and not strange. <clears throat> Tell that to King Saul when the Holy Spirit came upon him and he rolled in the dust for 12 hours prophesying. And the prophets go, wow, what's going on with him? Tell that to the 120 when they came stumbling out. They go, these guys got to be drunk, man. They go, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Anyone drunk at 9 a.m.? No, they're usually trying to sober up, right? What's going on? These are phenomenons, things that are in the Bible that are not done away with. Can I get an amen? What? Culture in a community is strong. I'm hitting some stuff right now. It's strong in the community, but you know what? We're going to continue to break those walls down. You're hungry and you're thirsty, and you have a desire and a willingness. You can be filled. Without much fanfare, nobody's going to come push you down. Some of you remember those days. Slain in the Spirit, remember those days? It's a scary term. <laughs> Slain. <laughs> Get me out. No. People fall under the power of God. People, it's different. You don't know. You just don't know. See, I, I've come from that. That's my, I grew up seeing that. We have a whole generation. They don't even know. At one, at one time, one kid came up to me and goes, that, that lady is out on the ground. Is she all right? I said, yes. She's just under the power of the Spirit. I've never seen that before. There's a lot of marvelous things God wants to do in our midst again. Right? We don't pursue it. We don't chase it. We're not trying to manufacture it to make it happen. Amen? Right? But we just we want to embrace everything the Spirit of God has. I'm out of time. I'm going to conclude with this. Let me just say this about prayer. And the verse that came to me as I was reading just a few days ago, I thought, ha, ah, that's interesting. First Chronicles 12, 8 says, talks about courageous men from the tribe of Gad came over to David in the stronghold of the wilderness. Now watch this. It says, men trained for war. Watch this. This is what they could do. Men. Somebody shall men. Could handle shield and spear. Men that could handle shield and spear. We like faith, shield of faith. But men, when it comes to prayer, I don't know. So could you just pray a blessing over this? Some men just melt. <laughs> men that could handle shield and spear. Spears, prayer, lance. Men that know how to pray. Whose faces were like... Lions. Wow. <laughs> Who are swift as gazelle from the mountain. They were fast. They were fast men. What are you trying to say, Pastor Mike? It's not, prayer is not just for women. 
I thank God for the praying women. We are here today as a church largely because of women that pray. Not that we don't have men prayed. I, I, there are praying men in this church. All right? But prayer, there's these bricks here. I'm really out of time here. But, uh, prayer is, let me just say this. Prayer is cumulative. Sometimes you think of prayer as I prayed, I asked for it, it didn't happen. Oh, well, it's a no. I want to dispense that in your mind. Sometimes God will say, no. Should I marry this person? No. They're not a bad person. They're not for you. Amen? But sometimes when you pray, prayer is cumulative. Prayer has, let me say it this way, there's a substance to prayer. What do you mean, Pastor Mike? When I start and I pray, pray, I don't quit. So this is what frustrates, especially a lot of men, because when they cast that lure in the lake and they have their best bait on there, come on, somebody, they know gonna, something's going to hit that jig and they're going to pull in that big fish or whatever. I got a trophy bass or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? You pull that in because you have confidence. You did everything. No, sometimes it doesn't happen. So you have to be persistent. Another block. So what are you doing? You're building a wall. And if I could just, you know, stack this continually up higher with all having all this fall down, here is an illustration. Prayer is, you know what? God, we're asking for a building. We don't have the money. This goes along with Angie's message about your brick. We don't have the money for that, Lord. So for 20 years, what have we been doing as a church? We didn't stop praying. We what? We just keep laying another brick. Laying another brick. Your prayers matter. But nothing seemed like it happened. It did in the realm of the Spirit. There was substance from your prayer that went in late. See, some of you, this is blowing your mind away about prayer. And that's what I want. I want that to happen. My prayer today is that the, you would have a revelation that prayer is just not black and white, yes or no. Prayer has substance. And you release it. Didn't happen right now? Keep praying. It isn't that God is reluctant in heaven. It's that, it's that we need to persevere. Daniel, it talks about that. Daniel chapter 10, verses 12 to 14. It talks about that. He said this, Daniel said, and he talked, he set himself to pray. He said, the angel came to him and gave him and said this, what? From the, what? Somebody shall first day. First prayer. That's a message right there, right there. First prayer. From the first prayer you prayed, he said, I was sent to help you to answer your prayer, but it didn't happen. What happens? Daniel's doing it. He's a godly man. What did he do? 21 days. Did Daniel go, oh, forget this. This ain't working prayer. Let me just go out and fish it. No, he persevered in prayer. One guy. What did he do? He kept laying bricks. <laughs> he kept laying bricks in prayer. Substance, prayer, started building a wall. What happens is, you can see, it's an amazing verse. It's like, is this in the Bible? He said, your words were heard. God hears your prayers. Every prayer you pray, he hears it. That's a message right there. He heard you. <laughs> he heard you. Don't quit. Persevere. And what you're doing in your mind is that you're driving back the enemy. And he says, I have come in response to them. Praise God. However, the prince of the kingdom of Persia opposed me for 21 days. Who is that? It's demonic strongholds. Listen, Jesus prayed for people. Jesus, the son of the living God, prayed for people. And he said, can you see? Not totally. Let me do it again. Come on, man. God don't one time. Should be done. No. 
let me do it again. Now what do you see? I see clearly that at the first time, what is that saying to us? There's a substance to miracles. There's a substance if we persevere. We're here today as a church and building a church because of what? For 20 years, prayers have gone up. What about you in your life? Let me just close with this. It's 12 o'clock. Prayer is not optional for the Christian who is serious about their spiritual life. Prayer is the lance. It's part of the armor. Will you pick up the lance? Heavy head bowed this morning. Will you pick up your lance? Will you add to the wall of prayer? Prayer around your family. Prayer for your children. Prayer for your son. Prayer for your daughter. Prayer for grandchildren. Prayer. Prayer for the building as it goes forward. Prayer for strengthening in your faith. Prayer for your finances and not giving up. Prayer for your marriage right now. Prayer for your heart that you feel is being hardened and it's maybe getting bitter. Prayer is not a one-time thing. Prayer has substance. Will you continue to pray? Sad thing is prayer is the most ignored piece of weaponry. People more excited to talk about faith sword of the spirit other things prayer is part of the armor and I want to encourage you this morning as we conclude to not relegate prayer to a certain group of people God has called men and women to pray your prayers matter sir your prayers matter man. you're here this morning and say pastor I'm away from God every head bowed please you're not right with Jesus this is one of this is the most important part of the message right now. I just feel this morning that maybe some that you've fallen away and you know it. You're not right with God, but something is stirring in your heart today, and you say, Pastor, I want to get right. I want to serve the Lord. If that's you, without raising your hand, we're going to pray corporately. Those of you even listening online, you need to get right with the Lord. Your backslid, your heart, you know, is going a bad direction, and something needs to have a course correction. You're here this morning. Here's a great opportunity this Pentecost Sunday to pray. Say this to me. Say, Jesus, I believe died on the cross for my sin. Jesus, today I give you my life. Jesus, fill me with your spirit. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. And then also, the prayer that baptizes the Holy Spirit. I'm going to invite the altar workers to come forward this morning. They are prayed up, people. They're here for you. Um, if you're just saying, you know what, I want to know more about that. I want to know more about that. They'll have information. We'll get information to them to help you. Uh, we have some things that even in a PDF form that we can send you an email. You can read about why. Why pray in the Spirit? Why the baptism? What that does, it helps you, strengthening you, charging you up. And the importance of that lance of prayer, striking the enemy from a distance. Listen, I'd rather strike the enemy from a distance than know that he showed up in my house. That's why we pray. We keep him at bay. Amen? Amen. So take advantage. These are safe people. These are prayed up people. And they can even lead you in the prayer of the baptism. But if you'd like to know more about that and just pray, they're here for you also to lay hands on you or something else. Let me bless you. Father, I thank you for the people of God today. All those watching online. Lord, I sense your spirit is moving, even now. Lord, I sense that you're breaking strongholds down in this area of prayer where people have ignored the lance. Lord, I thank you that men 
that know how to handle spear and shield are here today. They'll pick that shield up and they'll also pick that lance of prayer up. Faith in prayer. Women, faith in prayer. I thank you, Father God. So I bless the people of God as they go forth today. Show them, even young people. I feel, Spirit of God, even for you, some young men and women, that God is going to prompt you and you're going to just get up and, and you're going to just feel, you know what, I need to separate myself and go for five minutes or ten minutes someplace, and whether it's in the woods or a quiet room, and you just need to pray. You pray in the Spirit. God will speak to you. Lord, I just bless the people of God today. Lord, strengthen them, protect them, increase them this week, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.